This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And good Saturday morning to you, although good uh, is uh, depends on which perspective you're coming from. Uh, we're going to have a little stormy start for the weekend and into the early part of next week, that's for sure, as we have a tropical depression with a strange name, Crystal Ball, I think is the way it's pronounced, uh, headed towards the Gulf Coast and probably most of Louisiana is going to see some winds and rain and some bad stuff. So maybe a tiny, tiny window to get out today. We'll talk to some of our field reporters and see what they're getting there. But I'm thinking if you're going to do any fishing uh, today or possibly this afternoon, probably going to need to find you a, a lazy inland river, maybe a small lake or a pond, and, and get out of that wind and maybe do a little bit of freshwater fishing. Well, for those of you who contacted me this week about the status of the Pearl River in light of the uh, city of Jackson, Mississippi, dumping 500 million gallons of sewage into it upstream and what will be the effects heading downstream. I'll tell you what Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries official word is with regard to that. And finally, finally, we have online hunter safety courses available through Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries on their website. No longer necessary to go to the classroom, sit through the 10 hours, go to the shooting range. It's all done online. Details for that coming up. Alabama's red snapper season opened up last weekend. We'll have a report on how that went. And unfortunately, yet another Louisiana black bear has been illegally killed. Now, there's $6,000 reward money waiting for you if you have any information for the bad boy or boys responsible for that, and we'll tell you how you can cash in. Also, I see some of you made a note of our new text line and we invite your text messages. If you didn't get that new number last week and you're wondering why your text is not going through, that's because the new number is, make a note, 504-260-1870. That's 504-260-1870. Uh, we love to hear from you. Tell, you. tell us who you are, where you are, what you're doing on these Saturday mornings. We've got live reports coming up to Help you find fish, uh, probably looking after that storm passes. Uh, from past experience, they'll tell you 
some opportunities that might exist. We'll be talking to Robbie Campo. He's the owner-operator at uh, Campo's Marina down in Shell Beach. Captains Mike Gallo, Daryl Carpenter, Ryan Lambert, Eric Mohabarak, and our freshwater fishing expert, Jeff Brule. All that's coming up. But now for that dreaded coastal marine forecast. Well, the Gulf Coast is under a tropical storm watch. Today you can expect 60% chance of rain. Winds out of the east, uh, 25 to 30 knots offshore, about 10 to 14-foot seas offshore. No way they're going to go out in that stuff. Uh, Inside waters, east wind 15 to 20, choppy and going down from there. Tomorrow, 100% chance of rain. Southeast winds 30 to 45 knots offshore. That's going to kick up 18-foot seas. And on the inside, 30 to 40 knot east wind, northeast winds will make for some very rough conditions. So you don't want to be out there on the water uh, anywhere near that stuff for the next couple of days. Just let all that stuff get out of the way. And it's an interruption in what was a great summer of fishing kicking off, and it'll be back for sure. We'll be back right after this time. I'll take you down to Shell Beach, talk to Robbie Campo. Again, that text line, if you didn't get it, 504 260 one eight seven zero. We'd love to hear from you as you listen to the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, let's start off at uh, Shell Beach in St. Bernard Parish with Robbie Campo. And uh, Robbie, for people that may be pulling their boats down your way right now, is there uh, much of a chance they're going to be able to get a little fishing in before this blow starts? What's it look like? Well, I tell you, Don, um, it doesn't look really bad right now. Uh, uh, you know, we probably got maybe a three or four mile an hour east wind here, but you know they they keep saying that this is going to pick up as the day progresses. So, um, you know, so but yesterday I tell you uh, in the channel down by Anastasia, man, that it was pretty hot down there yesterday. Um, across from Anastasia in the ship channel, um, had a lot of pick throughs, but nevertheless the guys that fished over there did did fairly well. So. You know, um, they caught fish by the islands. They caught fish by, you know, not a whole, whole bunch, but they did catch fish by the islands. They caught fish in Comfort. They caught fish by, uh, you know, up in Christmas Camp Lake. Not as much in Lake Bourne as I would have liked to have seen yesterday, but nevertheless, they did, They, you know, the guys that did fish did wind up catching a mixed box. Um, you know, but I think you'll get a little window of opportunity to fish this morning if that's, if you, if you come in to fish. But the problem is, Don, we don't have much bait here. Uh, we had to get our boats up inside of the violet protection locks yesterday, <clears throat> and they're so squirrely the way they open and close these things. So if you're either in or you're out. That's one of the two. You know, you either, you either get your boats in or you or you stuck on the outside. So um, we made a <laughs> executive decision just to go get them in and put them. You know, go get them, get the boats inside the locks so they so they're safe and um we don't know what this thing's gonna what it's gonna do you know um everybody says well how much water are you gonna get robbie how many i I don't know i keep going back to isaac where isaac was supposed to be um you know a minimal storm and we wound up with 10 feet of water here i'm not saying we're gonna get 10 feet of water we might not even get water in a parking lot i don't know but if you don't know and you you know you got stuff down here I urge you to come get it. Okay. All you got to do is just tow it right inside the protection wall and put it on side the road. They'll have cops there. So, um, yeah, if you, if you got stuff down here, come get it. Uh, I get this a lot. Well, it's insured. I know, but your stuff's insured. 
And it's not that it's insured. It's going to bust up somebody else's stuff. Uh, you know, so if you got you got a chance to come get it today, come get it. We've got a big moon going on right now. The tide is low. So, um, you know, you got you have ample amount of time to get down here today to get your stuff. Um, uh, all the Rumble guys pulled their, their, their stuff out yesterday in the little school, in the compound right here. They all gone. So, you know, we got, we got a lot of things, you know, a lot of people evacuating their stuff. So, um, you know, if you have a boat down here hanging in a slip, come get it. Don't let it get all busted up because we don't know how high this water is going to get down. We have no idea. So, you know, uh, you have an opportunity today to do that. You know, I, I urge you to do it. So um, if you're coming down fishing and you want bait, stop at Bait Inc. or by Tony Kutcher. They have bait on hand. Um, you know, so they have bait. So the little bit of bait that we got left, we have probably maybe roughly 2,000. That's going to go really quick. Uh, so, you know, if you I don't want you to be without it if you are coming down to fish. Stop there and pick up some because they, they have – I talked to David Dixon last night. He said he probably got uh, five thousand on hand. Tony Kutcher's around five or six thousand on hand. So you have you have two spots there to stop. You could get bait if you're coming down this way. Um, we had as many people fish yesterday, Don, as we had fish yesterday morning, yesterday evening. So it was it was nuts around here. <laughs> as fast as they were coming out, they were going in. I guess people were trying to get that little last fishing in before <laughs> this thing comes. So right, right. you know. Uh, Exactly. It, it's just been it's just been crazy. So, but you know, you have an opportunity to, to fish this morning. I think I think you could catch a few fish. So, um, we have some charter captains going actually going out today. So, um, you know, make a left at that bridge and come on down and see us. We'll be waiting on you. Robbie, uh, has the parish given a deadline for getting your boats up there behind the protection the levee? Is there a time they're going no, to close no, it if they announce no, that yet? They, no, 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 no. They they haven't announced anything about closing that wall. And there's an access road around it if uh, if they do close it. I don't think they're going to close the wall uh, down with just this, just this tropical storm. You know, um, if it was a, a Category 1 or 2 or something, maybe they might they might close it. But I, I, they would close it, but I don't believe they're going to close it for just a tropical storm. Um but you know what these things, Don, you never know what they could blow up and do. Yeah, right, right. You know, because the Gulf water's warm, so, I mean, you never know what it could blow up into. They got this thing going into around around Dulac, somewhere that way, a home area. And we're on the eastern side of this, so, you know, we're on the bad side of it. And, and, and you know, Don, that with all these islands going out there with the, with the chandeliers, you know, washing away, we have nothing to stop the surge. So the water will come up three feet in a matter of hours with an east wind. So, um, you know what I mean? So uh, you got a chance to come get your stuff and you have something down here and it's either here or Hopedale, Delacro, whatever, come get it. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's not that big of a deal. The roads are dry. Cause the problem is Don is Florissant highway. We'll, we'll be dry here, but Florissant highway would be underwater. You know, in that dog stretch coming down to this Yeah, it cuts you off. So, right, right. Right. You, you're yeah. you're going to have to drive through water to get here, which you don't have to now. You don't have to now because there's no, there's no right. water on it. Water's, the water's dead low. So, but 
today's your day. You know what I mean? So um, if you want to get that little bit of fishing in, you still can. So with that said, um, you know, we, we're, we're doing everything. We're yep, your boat will be on the trailer when y'all pull out. them. Yeah, you, yeah, you pull them okay. out, and they can just keep on going and, and get to safety. Absolutely. I said once Absolutely. they pull their boat out, if they're fishing, they keep on going and get it out there. Yeah. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Good advice, so, Rob. Good uh, advice, my friend. All right. Well, we'll talk to you when this thing's over with, Don. So, <laughs> you know. Yep. Just, I know. I know. I know you're going to be busy. Be I'll give your telephone number out. I know a lot of your customers yep. are going to be calling and wanting to get updates on the water and stuff. So, give them the best number to right. call. So you can call us at area code five zero four two three nine six three seven seven, or you can call me at five zero four two three nine. Five one six five. Sounds good. All right, Rob, let's get this thing right, in and buddy. out of here, and we'll get back to some serious summertime fishing. But take care. Yep. Okay, buddy. Bye-bye. Right, Robbie Campo down at Shell Beach. There he goes, at Shell Beach. All right, we're coming back after this. Uh, see, a lot of you did make note of our new text number, 504-260-187. You got the tomato lady, the Lafayette Yacker. Justin in the Wildlife Center, a lot of our regulars. Got some new ones, too. We'd love to hear from you. Shoot us a text. Tell us who you are, what you're doing on this Saturday morning at 504-260-1870. Back after this with more of the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, in case you're wondering about Crystal Ball and you're tracking the storm, the 4 a.m. advisory from the National Hurricane Center hasn't really changed a whole lot. Uh, Winds still around 45 miles an hour. Motion is northwards at 14 and it is predicted to make landfall, this tropical storm, at uh, Terrebonne Bay sometime Sunday afternoon. Uh, Going to be breezy, windy, but the biggest threat could be the rainfall. Spread, maybe some localized amounts of 10 to 15 inches. Uh, winds are going to be picking up this afternoon and into this evening. Uh, probably get around tropical storm force by tonight, which is 40 miles an hour. And uh, then, of course, Sunday, pretty much a lot of the same thing. And it will continue through Sunday night with a lot of those rains. Some of those gusts will be higher, maybe as high as 60. But, again, this is still under cane hurricane strength. But you never know. Once they get in the Gulf, things happen. They stall. They move. They go different directions. But most of the models have it arriving in the central portion of Louisiana uh, sometime on Sunday afternoon. So that's the latest. All right. Those of you, uh, and there was a lot of you, that contacted me about the Pearl River. Concerned about uh, problems with uh, health advisories, problems with fish, uh, regarding uh, the city of Jackson, Mississippi, uh, dumped 500 million gallons of sewage. They had some flooding problems. Uh, They dumped it into the river, and, of course, the river flows north to south, so it's headed this way. Now, whether it will be diluted by the time it gets down to the lower Mississippi and Louisiana State line, we don't know. It's anybody's guess. But I contacted the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, and here what Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Assistant Secretary Patrick Banks said. He said the Department of Environmental Quality will be the agency responsible for monitoring it. Also, Louisiana Department of Health. A fecal coliform, which comes with sewage uh, at high levels, could lead to a swimming advisory and possibly a fish consumption advisory. Uh, as they monitor the coastal waters for fecal coliform contamination related to the oyster harvest, they might have to take some measures there, too. Uh, in terms of the health of the fish, it's difficult to determine the potential impacts. 
as they do not know the chemical makeup of the discharge. Now, generally, uh, sewage contamination does not kill fish, but there's nutrients that are associated with it, and it's just like Mississippi River water. High nutrients in a very warm environment causes algal blooms. When it dies, it'll consume oxygen in the water, which could lead to some fish kill. But all uh, way too early for all of that. Uh, they are monitoring it, and we will pass information along to you because I know a lot of you uh, fish and swim and play, and uh, especially on that lower end of the Pearl River, so we'll keep you up to date on that. All right, uh, let's see. Who found our text line? we got several people here. we got uh, Ann, the tomato lady. She's heading up to Covington to finish off the season, so you, this is your last shot. If you want to get some of those beautiful uh, uh, tomatoes, stop by the Covington Farmer's Market. It's right there in the Old Town Covington and see her. Then she's headed to the camp at uh, Hebert, Louisiana. What parish is Hebert in, Ann? Just shoot me a little text. All right, we also uh, got a good morning from the Lafayette Yacker, and it's a sign-up day over at Dixie Ranch Hunting Club in Lacombe. Uh, should be a good turnout for that. Uh, we got a report coming in from the middle of Cajun country, finishing off a night of insomnia. Sorry to hear that. Had an herbal breakfast and time for coffee. Hope all is well. What's an herbal breakfast? Is that like an herbal tea? Explain that to me. Who has herbal breakfasts and what's it consist of? All right, uh, Justin in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge, he's got his eye on the ibis, the sparrows, and the blue jays. They're up in the skies, and he's got possums and coons moving all around. And uh, from the River Rat, we get this. Don, the show is a refreshing break from all the bad news of the day. Boy, we have had our share of bad news for the last two and a half months. Hopefully it's coming to an end. Things will get back to what we used to call normal. The backstrapper, the backstrap, the backstrap stacker. <laughs> Checking in from Mobile. He's catching up on the honeydew list this weekend. Yeah, I, I noticed on... Uh, our Facebook page, we have uh, one of our regular longtime listeners, Mark Chambers. He's uh, cleaning and sharpening the broadheads. Yeah, it's kind of maybe take the tackle box out, you know, maintenance stuff you got to do. Not the greatest conditions to get out, certainly not at all tomorrow, possibly very early tomorrow. And if you're close to a little uh, river, pond, uh, inland lake that's kind of protected from uh, the winds that will be kicking up and the storm surge that will be coming, you might be able to get some good freshwater fishing in. All right, so there are some opportunities. All right, we come back after this. I got more fishing reports. We'll get to some more of your text messages. Also, a few little uh, calendar items that are up. By the way, did you know it's free fishing week time? Yeah, each of the states have certain days they designate where you do not need a license. I'll give you the rundown right after this short time out on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, uh, National Fishing and Boating Week, which runs uh, actually today through the 14th, uh, part of that is free fishing days uh, across the states. Uh, What this does is allow both residents and non-residents of states to enjoy fishing without purchasing a fishing license. It's kind of like uh, throwing the bait out there. You know, someone goes out and they catch some fish and never had a license before and they enjoy it. Well, guess what? They're going to buy a license. And by the way, licenses are on sale in Louisiana at uh, outlets, vendors, as well as online. They expire June 30th, the end of the month, but if you get one now, it is good from now through the end of next June. So you kind of get 13 months on your license if you buy it uh, this way. All right, uh, as far as the free fishing days, Mississippi, it's this weekend, today and tomorrow. Uh, Alabama, it's going to be on Saturday, June 13th. They just have one day. 
And, of course, this is for both fresh and saltwater fishing, those of you who like to go fishing the Alabama piers. But, you know, that's going to be next week, and hopefully the weather will be more conducive to it. And Louisiana also has the 13th and 14th. Next weekend, two days, you get to fish for free with no license. Of course, all the regulations and rules apply, so make sure you study up on that before you go out there fishing. Now, there will be, uh, sponsored by the National Wildlife Fishing fishing rodeo and it's in conjunction with the free fishing days june 13th and 14th uh, families go fishing all weekend you don't need a fishing license for anyone the adults or the youths the ones that are 15 years and younger can participate for prizes and the way to do it you don't have to register they just start fishing next saturday and it ends at eight o'clock next sunday night and you fish any location using any kind of pole lure bait you want and then you send your photograph with the the youngster, the 15 years of age or younger, and the fish on their Facebook page. Or you can email it to them. Uh, Go to Southeast Louisiana Refuges, and you'll find a wealth of information there. They've even got some free places to fish, and I often send a lot of people who don't have boats and they want to bank fish to some of those uh, ponds that they have. So there's some pretty decent fish in there. All right, we're going to pause for a quick station ID, and when we come back, back to the text message board. Remember that number, 504 Two six zero one eight seven zero. We're back with those texts after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, uh, back to the text board. This one says, "Hey Don, with all the nice trout caught recently, have you heard of Wildlife and Fisheries reconsidering reducing trout harvest?" That's from the old dog or a member of the BCKFC Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. Well, old dog, no, uh, and I think they're pretty much set on on looking into that. Uh, this probably isn't enough evidence for them to be convinced that speckled trout are a lot healthier than what their surveys and their testings and surveys had been showing for a number of years. So I don't think this is going to have much impact. It may have some, that there's an uptick in it in recent information, so maybe the cuts won't be that severe or the minimum sizes may not be as large we'll have to see time will tell uh, here's one that uh, says hi don or largemouth bass good to eat if so what's the best way to cook other than frying rate of pride mark fister class of 80 well mark uh, largemouth bass are excellent particularly the smaller ones i'm talking about those little guys in that 12 inch range uh and they're great fried but other than that you can just uh fillet them and as you would do any white flaky fish any recipe, uh, you know, a lot of people just saute them, a little lemon and garlic and butter, and put that in the oven and oven bake them, and, you know, it makes a little bit of gravy and juice. Yeah, largemouths are good. Now, when you get in the bigger ones, uh, like any fish, the, generally the older ones, uh, they get a little stronger in the flavor. So keep those uh, for releasing to make more little bass and keep the smaller ones for the table. All right, uh, the Soup Bone is listening. He's out there trucking. Soup Bone, that's an interesting nickname. Uh, we got Chris. Uh, he was working at Chevron in Bell Chase. He's headed home to Lafitte. Be careful out there. Uh, <laughs> Texter 911. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I understand you're headed out on the Tangipahoe River. I'm glad you got it straight what you're going looking for. Bass. All right. Uh, Caldwell Parish. Okay. Yeah, I know where that is. Amen. That's where Ann hunts. All right. Uh, boy, those hunting camps this time of year. 
doing work out there, they can be brutal in this heat, man, and it's just sometimes no breeze. But you're going to have plenty of breeze this week. Uh, forecast not looking good if you haven't heard. Of course, the tropical storm winds should be approaching uh, sometime later this evening or tonight. Stay with us through Sunday as that tropical depression, uh, tropical storm actually now moves into the Gulf and proceeds north. All right, coming back after this, Jeff Brule. Yeah, he's got some advice for you. I've been telling you with these kind of conditions, if you're going to be fishing, fresh water may be the way to go. Inland lakes, rivers, ponds. He's got some info for you. Back with his freshwater fishing report right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Boss Bass, he's the one you're looking for. He taunts us every week. Well, let's talk to Jeff Brule. He's uh, put a few of them in his mice box over the time. Jeff, good morning. Uh, Lay Lake, Alabama. Tell us what's going on over there. Oh, uh, I think we got the wrong report. I've been pan fishing. I've been actually changing gears. I went with uh, <laughs> Gerald Gaspark this week, um, and I went pan fishing twice on the Pearl, and uh, they were biting. Uh, last week I was throwing a cork and a jig and did pretty good. But uh, when I went with Gerald this week, the, I guess it was either the storm surge or the east wind, the water had come back up, and the fish were really scattered, so we threw in a beetle spin. And we did pretty good. We caught some fish, caught goggle eye brim. Uh, both trips I had red ears. Uh, uh, caught some white perch, crappie over there. So it was really a good trip. And uh, I think our buddy Gerald is you know, working on a new lure for Berkeley. It must be a snagless lure because he sure was throwing up in the trees a lot. I'm not real sure about that lure, but um, I think that's what he was testing. <laughs> but we had fun. Maybe it was a good trip. Hunting, huh? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it might have been. It might have been. He, uh, We caught fish. It's just funny how the, the first time I went over there, everything was with a carp. There were some of the fish were out deep off the treetop limbs hanging in the water and then when i went the other day when the water had come back up got in the woods a little bit there were still fish in the area but you had to i had to just kind of move with a beetle spin and that's what they hit and they they were there just uh had to change tactics so sometimes you have to do that when you even when you're fishing for smaller fish and i I had a good trip with jeff was that those uh goggle eyes it was a mixture was that the goggle eye took the pearl Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I caught some some of those, but I had a, uh, you know, the chinky pin red ears. I had big brim. I had uh, white perch. So a good mix of just panfish. Just a good variety. You never knew what you was going to hook. I had some catfish. I had some bass. You hit the jigs and stuff. So it's <clears throat> just a good area to fish. Just kind of get off the main beaten path of the pearl and some of these dead end pockets and stuff. And you you can find a lot of brim and goggle eye. And, and you know you you're flipping a over there on the pearl, you're flipping a crawfish bait or something, and you're throwing it in the canes. A lot of times you'll catch uh, goggle eye and stuff this time of year. Um, you know, the reports were on the North Shore that some of the pan fishing was good this this week. So and that's always a good option with all the storm. You just have to watch for the storm surge. Some of the parking lots are going to be underwater, so you have to be real careful with that. But my latest trip, I went with uh, Todd Massad to uh, Delacro, and it was – one of those days they were predicting 80% chance of rain, uh, and it turned out to be a beautiful day. No rain, pretty calm, beautiful, almost slick water, a little, little ripple on it, just everything you could ask for, outgoing tide. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better weather day, and uh, we caught them pretty good. So you can watch his video on Marshman Mass on YouTube. But we were using a weightless soft jerk bait. That was the best producer of the day, and mainly because you could throw it because of the wind. You didn't have to worry about the wind blowing you all around and just a slow fall presentation. 
you'd hit a point, you'd catch four or five, go down the next point, catch four or five. So a mix of reds and bass and all around Batola and Grand Lake. So if you need something close, that'd be a place to try. Jeff, what are you hearing over by the basin? Uh, Joe Macaluso and a partner made a, a really good trip over there. If I'm not mistaken, I think they had a five-fish stringer that went 18 pounds and said they caught like 50 bass so long. Yeah, they uh, they catch them on Bell River on the Bell River side in the river, old river itself. What uh, most anglers over there are throwing spinner baits and they're targeting some of the vegetation that's floating up against the bank, and they just getting right up tight to it and rolling spinner baits around it. You can throw some frogs and do some punching. That'd be another tactic to try this time of year. The river's kind of flat. It's at six feet, still high. It needs to come down about two foot, but it's probably going to be late July before that happens. But yeah, they're also catching a few panfish and catfish over there. But the, the real catfish spot right now here is False River. They said they're catching a ton of catfish over there. You you got some young anglers and you want to get out, there'd be a place to go this weekend because you don't have to really worry about tidal surge and oxbows. And pretty much any oxbows up the Mississippi River, you know, up towards uh, uh, the north, all the way up, even up into towards Tennessee and those areas, they uh, have the same little oxbow situation. You can get in there and fish uh, Carolina rigs or sliding corks with night crawlers, uh, a stinky catfish bait of some type, dead shrimp. But uh, they said they're catching a lot of catfish, one to two, three-pound catfish on the False River. So that's another option with all this uh storm surge coming in yeah it's going to be rainy but i mean you know the ideal situation would be if you could find like a covered pier that you could get underneath and, and cast and you know into the raindrops and catch fish i got to tell you jeff uh the reports are slow coming out because a lot of people and i don't blame them they don't want to give it away but false river has really been making a return not just for catfish but for the white perch and also for the bass uh, if you remember the old days of the trophy and quality lake system we had here in Louisiana, False River was part of it, and then there were some problems with, you know, some, some I guess you'd call them improvements for drainage that went on in, in the river and the lake and really brought the fishing down by loss of structure and, and, and different things. But now it really seems like it's back, and, and it's slow to get the information out, but False River could return to some of the heydays it used to have up there. Yeah, I've seen some good bass come off of it, and like now the catfish are biting. Uh, it's always just a good trip. Catfish are pretty good table fare. That you can cook them just about any way in a etouffee or fried or however you bake them. You can do whatever you want with them. They're good eating. And uh, those one to three pound fish they catch them, and they catch them a lot. Some people I've heard reports of 40, 40 catfish in a trip. So that's that's a good um, good number of catch activity and fun. I mean, especially you got a kid. You can just go out there and throw something on the bottom or throw a little light cork out there and let them stick the pole in the rod holder and let them just watch it, and all of a sudden they got a bite, and they, they really mean. They're not glamorous, but catfish in my book is the number one underrated fish to be fished for. There's plenty of them. They're easy to catch from a bank, and they are some pretty fine eating. Jeff, thanks so much for the report, my friend. Uh, what you got going on this weekend? You going to try to stay dry? I'm going to stay dry. I got my uh, blackberries are coming in, the, the domesticated kind, the big, Ooh, you know, yeah. big big ones. And I'm going to pick a few of those. And the blueberries are about done and just kind of check on my fruit trees and get ready for the rain and the storm. Sounds like a plan. Thanks, Jeff. We appreciate it. We'll catch up with you next time. All right. Thanks, Don. 
All right, there you go. Jeff Brule going to pick blackberry. Boy, blackberries by me were late this year. I was noticing that yesterday. I was doing some cutting on the, the back acres there back then. I noticed that they had finally ripened up some of those. Of course, they had two berries, but we have. All right, when we come back after this, Daryl Carpenter. Boy, the fishing has been so good on Grand Isle for speckled trout, reds. But we've got a little interruption coming and uh, find out when he thinks it might get back. We'll be back with his report right after this pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And let's uh, check in with Captain Daryl Carpenter, realscreamers.com, uh, located in Grand Isle. And, Daryl, is the island kind of bracing for what's ahead this weekend? Yeah, Don, of course, you know, they issued or, or asked everybody to come get their campers and their boats and stuff off. And, uh, you know, campers have been a big thing here lately, so. There's a lot of traffic coming and going as far as secure and everything, which is a good sign because it, it means people are paying attention, and, you know, taking the necessary precautions. And, you know, just like us, I mean, we're obviously going to get a whole lot of water off of this thing. So we're picking up everything from downstairs and moving it to, to higher ground. Well, it's an interruption in what has been a, a really good uh, late spring, early summer fishing. So when do you anticipate that the fishing will resume? And uh, from your experience, uh, what are some of the areas that will recover the quickest? Because, you know, you get a storm surge, it pulls a lot of stuff out. And, you know, a lot of times it brings in a ton of salty water and some good bait and kind of just a shot in the arm sometimes. Well, the absolute first thing that's going to happen is, is when this thing is over with and you know, all those floodwaters start coming out. I mean, it's, it's going to help to bring a whole lot of those redfish down closer to the marsh. I mean, that, that happens after every storm. Uh, the bridges, you know, your Elmer's Island stuff, uh, all those Bayou Thunder Bridge, you know, all those bridges leading out off of Highway 1, this is the outstanding fishing there. Uh, you know, what, what we kind of worry about a little bit, a storm about this time, is we worry that if it floods the marsh too much, and then when everything sucks out real hard, if it if it brings our shrimp crop with us. So if it brings the shrimp crop and sends it all to the Gulf, then that could affect some things in the marsh. It can make fishing just a little bit tougher after the storm because a lot of your, your, your shrimp stock's gone. Uh, however, you know, it, it's going to happen anyhow. We're just going to push it forward a couple of weeks. You know, you, we usually have that lull in between the brown and the white shrimp season where even sometimes the fishing gets hard if you can't get out on the front on the beach. But, man, I, I don't think this is going to do a whole lot. Uh, I think it's going to put that slight pause on it. I mean, this past week, we we caught fish like you wouldn't believe. I mean, it it's, was like the, the days of old as far as speckled trout jumping everywhere. Yeah, I actually had multiple speckled trout fighting over shrimp that were dancing on the surface. And it, it's 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 fun to watch. It gives, you, it gives you even more entertainment than just catching fish to watch two different speckled trout chasing your shrimp all around your cart. It's, a, it's just been a blast. You know, Daryl, um, I had a, a text a little while ago wanted to know if we thought that this little resurgence that we're seeing in speckled trout fishing, and it's not just Grand Isle, uh, over there by Shell, Shell Beach, Hopedale, Venice, uh, I fished out in southwest Louisiana last week. The trout fishing has really been improved this year. Do you think that that is enough evidence to maybe calm down those fears about having to reduce creel limits or extend the minimum sizes on trout. I don't think it one year will make or break it. I think that they've got evidence over a number of years that shows a long-term trend. And although we'll have bounce-back years, like maybe this one appears to be, I still think that they're going to look at, at reducing something. 
Well, they're obviously, I mean, they've started that ball in motion, so there's there's going to be some review of it. You know, the, the biologists that I speak to, they all tell me that, that this next year, you know, this year is critical because, you know, they, they part of their argument is that all the, all the fish that we're catching are mostly one-year-old one year fish, so we're taking our stock out before it has a chance to, to, to breed. I can tell you most of the fish I'm catching are not one-year fish. So, you know, the biologists that, are, that I'm talking to are telling me that if they would continue to sample into this year, which they are, but they need to include it in this report, would, would tell you whether or not we're still just catching one-year fish or whether those fish have graduated to two- and three-year-old fish. So, you know, hopefully they continue to incorporate the current information into the stock assessment and see. I, you know, I'm kind of on the fence about whether or not it's, it's a necessary move. I don't, I don't really think it is personally. I mean, I'd have to see the, see the science continue. Yes, there's been a downtrend in, in our speckled trout. There's definitely been an increase of people on the water, especially with this COVID stuff that we're currently going through. So, you know, maybe something needs to be done. I don't know. Dal, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and book a trip, uh, you know, now's a good time to do some planning. Tell them how to get you. Yeah, well, they can find me on your website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. They can find me anytime at realscreamers.com or 225-937-6288. Been a little bit busy and hard to answer the last couple of days. All right, Daryl. We're there. <laughs> I know you have. I know you've been busy. Hope you come through this little uh, blow pretty good. Thanks again. Daryl Carpenter, realscreamers.com. All right, coming back after the top of the hour break, I uh, got some more information about that Pearl River the Jackson, Mississippi dumping Alabama red snapper season update. Bad boys, somebody took another black bear illegally in Louisiana. They want to know who and got some money if you can tell them. And some text messages, 504-260-1870. It's our new number. Back. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.